0: Another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we pop open a new bottle of wine. And we're, we're, we're popping wine popping open a bottle in celebratory in celebration because this is a life after graduation episode, um, we're going to be talking about pre and post-graduation anxiety and depression, the pressure of finding a job and how to navigate this next chapter of your life, whether or not it's high school, college, master's degrees, um, doctorate, doctor, whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, just moving into a new phase of life, really. Um, and I also think that I feel like post-graduation anxiety and depression is kind of the, foundation of this podcast. Kind of. Yeah. You know, entering adulthood. Yeah. Adulting and and trying to feel real it life. Out. So it's a very personal topic to us. Yes. But first, Natalie. <gasps> the wine. Let's drink some wine. Yeah. The celebration so
1: we, of our grads. Yes. We are so proud of you guys. Also,
0: my, my friend Kenzie just graduated
1: today from med school. I saw that on Instagram. I was like, wow. The most beautiful person in the world also. Yeah. And this woman is a genius. She's a genius. Look out for her. Orthopedic surgeon, right? Yes. <gasps> uh, wow. So shout out to her. Shout out to Kenzie. We're so proud of you. Okay. So we are drinking the Sterling Vineyards Pinot Noir. This is a 2012. Oh, wow. And it's from... Hey, we graduated high school in In 2012. 2012. Wow. Full circle moment. And it's from Carneros, which is that little patch of vineyard in between Napa County and Sonoma County.
0: So this is um, a nine-year-old wine. Did we graduate nine years ago? Oh, that's terrifying. Literally terrifying.
1: (laughs) Well, the other day we were talking about we graduated five years ago and our friend Taylor was like, no. No.
0: Yeah, no, no, we graduated didn't. college five years yeah. ago. We've graduated high school nine years ago. Oh, Ugh, it's terrifying. Thir- and, and, 30s. and we're still like, how do we um change
1: attire? <laughs> <it higher?"> like <laughs>
0: let's do a podcast
1: on it. We're still oh, fucking lost. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay,
0: let's let's try a sip of this Pinot Noir.
1: Interesting. That is an interesting
0: wow we will review it at the end of the episode yeah we'll let that guy open up a little bit but now i am still kicking myself i'm still kicking myself because i feel like i i might have you made had a, a fatal g- mistake you had a gut instinct i had a gut in- instinct that i won against and i'll share it for our listeners so i was leaving natalie's house and i was i was driving away I don't, oh I, you let me do my laundry at your house yes yeah. <laughs> Yes. because my laundry I was getting in the laundry machine okay so I was leaving Natalie's house and she walks away you know we say bye and she was she, she walks away and she walks inside and as soon as she gets inside this man starts walking down her street and I see him and I think this is Natalie's husband the way he's dressed his vibe he's you know has kind of this long hair little beard just looks co- like Natalie looks you guys maybe don't know what she looks like. She looks cool all the time. She's cool tattoos. She's oh, yeah, always dressed you. like funky and fun and hip. And this man was on her level. Okay. Yeah, and I think he had a mustache. Oh, he had a mustache. Right? Did he have a mustache? I, I feel think- like you told me he had a mustache because I've been looking now. I'm like, oh, okay. who's this mustache man in my neighborhood? Okay, yeah, no. And when I saw him, like I had something I've never had happened to me before. It was like, go up to this man. And I'm driving in my car, but he's driving. He's walking one direction. I'm driving the other. So I would either have to turn my car around to get this man's attention and I I went against my gut and I let this man walk <sighs> away and I thought I kicked myself the whole drive home. You know what we need? We need a police sketch. We need some, you, you I, need to describe so that I can figure out who this person is. He was carrying a six pack of beer.
1: I wonder if he lives in my neighborhood.
0: It looked like he was walking into somebody's <sighs> house, but you know, it was good. He's definitely was walking into a man's, I mean, yes. he's not bringing a six pack of beer to a girl's house.
1: Absolutely not. So, Unless he doesn't want to see her ever again. No. <laughs>
0: So I just feel like he's single, A, he's single, B, he just gives, he emits great vibes. Ah, damn. And I should, I wanted to stop him and go, excuse me, sir, I don't know you at, at all, but I can just, I have a feeling you'd be a great match for my friend, Natalie. Can I at least give you her, her Instagram? Yes. And you can follow her if you want. Yes. Go ahead and do a stock. Okay. Yeah. And if you're not You don't into have to it. give me your number. Yeah. I'm not going to harass you or anything, but like, you know, this might be a match and I just have a gut feeling. And yes. I wish... I had done it. Could you imagine that meat
1: cute? Could you imagine if we got married and it was like it's because oh, you stop, stopped him on the I'm side so, of the road? So Why didn't I do it? Okay, but here's the thing. Now it's out there in the public. Right. So hey, this is a missed connections yep. situation. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> like you know on Sorry, Craigslist. So a official
0: ad. Yes. If you are this man walking through WeHo. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you live in WeHo and have a <laughs> you mustache. You think this might be you? Yes. If
0: you think this may be you, <laughs> there's no further descriptors besides that he's a man with a mustache. He's cool with a
1: mustache.
0: Could be anybody.
1: Could be (laughs) you. Could be you. (laughs) And if it is, go ahead and hit me up on Instagram at Natalie MCM. Go ahead. Slide into the
0: DMs. I'd like to see this man. You know what? What was good though, because I told you this, like as it was happening, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't do it. And then you were like, by the way, you have full permission to do this in the future. Yes. Because I, I also thought, oh, Natalie's going to be so fucking mad if I go up to this man on the street. No. Like, hey. But now I know. Full Should permission. If this happen again, I have full permission to yeah. hit these streets
1: for you. You get a gut feeling, a pull towards a man that you think, that's my man. You, you go up to You say "I might
0: make some cards and yeah. say, hey, you seem like a match for my friend.
1: <laughs> this is her Instagram. <laughs> go ahead. Feel it out. See what you
0: think. I will do that next time. Yeah. <sighs> but anyways, I'm into I'm, it. I'm, I'm still thinking about it, and I'm sorry I couldn't make it happen for you. But, it's okay.
1: Um, hey, what's meant to be is will be. <laughs>
0: All <sighs> right. Okay, so uh, let's get into this life after graduation episode. Now, do we want to talk about why we chose this topic?
1: Yes. Well, it's like that time, right? Beginning of summer, everybody's graduating and we were reflecting on our experience in the months post-grad and we compiled a list of things that we wish we knew going into it. Mm -hmm. Do not fear though. All of the emotions you're feeling right now are totally normal and it's our
0: opinion that postgrad might even be better than the college years anyways. I think so. But I will say and we'll start it off with there was this initial popping of the bubble. I went to USC and they always talk about USC as being this bubble, you're in college life, like for the la- for the last 4 years you've been, you know, in the same little vicinity. Mm-hmm. And I think People often refer to college as, like, the best years of your life. and I hate when people say that. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. I think they were the best years of my life.
1: (laughs) Oh, see, (laughs) I
0: think post-grad is better. I don't know. I think my life is getting better and better every year. But also, like, those were just – memories I cherish yes I guess. yes yes um and so I do think there's an element of grief and loss that happens when you kind of pop this bubble and there could be a mourning period for the life that you once had um, you know the loss of of being your close friends or even teachers that you were really close with you know this home that you've had for the last four years or or however long high school even if it's community college whatever it is you can have Feeling similar to grief, which I just want to say is completely normal.
1: Normal. The other thing that I think throws people off is that there's this loss of routine. Mm -hmm. So basically, every waking moment of your life from kindergarten through end of college, if you go to college, is planned out, right? Structured. Structured. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know how to achieve the goal, which is to get to the next class. (laughs) And you just pass the classes. You do the homework. You have a summer break. Then you go to the next one. And then after you graduate your final class, it's like, oh. Into the void we go. (laughs) Yes. We're jumping into the unknown. And now that day-to-day is decided by you and not by your teachers, your parents, your coaches. It's like, it's
0: all on you now. Yeah. Yeah. And you can determine like what the next phase of your life looks like. I think also there's a lot of, a lot of terror about realizing that you're in the real world. Now school is not real life. I think there's also the pressure to feel like you should have it all figured out by now. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, well you have all these degrees or, you know, like you shouldn't have your shit put together. And that is not the case. And I think that often leads to, which is our next kind of section that we wanted to cover, which is post-graduation anxiety and depression. And I even want to say pre-graduation anxiety and depression that can develop around this time. Yeah. So
1: signs of depression among graduate students in the United States have apparently doubled even since- the covid 19 pandemic yeah that makes started. sense It's like you're
0: even more talk about bubble you're even further in the bubble yeah. now <laughs>
1: now you can't see your, yeah you, it's like a whole other thing actually 39 percent of graduate students and this includes law and medical school students they screened positive for anxiety and 32 percent screened positive for depression yeah Yeah, that's a significant chunk.
0: Yeah, no, it's super, super common. And that's just graduate students, you know, that it's not high school students. I think there's a lot of anxiety and depression there. I think it's good to know that signs of mental distress were especially common in low-income students, in Latinx students, and most dramatically in students from sexual and gender minorities, so the LGBT plus community. Mm -hmm. I think- you know they often have a harder time finding jobs mm-hmm. and things like that, and so that can kind of contribute to it. That's but I think thing. it's important to remember that anytime you go through a big change in your life, good or bad, and this is something also that my therapist tells me all the time, good or bad, you are likely to feel anxious and or depressed, and that's normal. It's normal to feel scared of a big change. Yeah,
1: we had that conversation a couple weeks ago. We were like, things are really good, but I'm like freaking out, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah. Good or bad, a big change, it impacts you. Mm-hmm. You're also likely coming off of a high from finishing your degree or your high school diploma that you worked so hard for. You're getting all this praise from your friends and your family, and you have that overall like that summer break. You know that summer break feeling. Oh gosh, yes. Like the last day of school feeling. Mm-hmm. So you're coming off of that, and then that scary like. Oh shit. Like what's next mm-hmm. moment happens and it always it reminds me of ironically the graduate, the movie. I've never seen it. <gasps> oh my god, you would love it. So at the end of it Is it gonna ruin it? No. Okay. It's like a very famous scene. They're you know, they're they just got married, they're like running ah and they get on the bus or on the Oh, yeah. I've seen this. Scene. And they turn and they like look and they're just kinda their face is like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like now we have to now we're married. Like, yeah, oh, now f- it is
0: what it is. Yes. I think it's important to know what to look for with this depression, this anxiety around graduating. So things to look for, right? Not finding enjoyment in things that used to
1: bring you enjoyment is one of the many telltale signs of depression and could be a sign that what you're experiencing is more than just the blues. You know, sometimes it's hard to, you're like, am I just kind of sad? Or is this like, a thing
0: yeah yeah for sure talk space therapist cynthia catchings she warns that addiction or substance abuse is also a common sign mm-hmm. graduating college kind of creates this void in our life and therefore we might turn to things or activities to fill the void and it can be alcohol cigarettes or any type of drug or kind of like reckless activity like, like that
1: escapism too right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah So, how do we
1: address this? We are a how-to podcast, after all. We have a previous episode, actually, on how to manage anxiety, which is episode eight. But if you missed it, we've got a couple little
0: hot tips. Yes. Number one... We say it all the time. We love this is to reach out to a mental health professional. Universities normally have therapists and counselors that you can work with, especially at this time. Um, but also, if you don't have that available to you, we love PsychologyToday.com or again Talkspace, which is an app that you can text with a mental health professional if you need to. I will also say that don't
1: write off your college counselor as like a oh it's just yeah. my cousin's was a college counselor. And she's like the best therapist I've, I've had like sessions with her kind of, and I'm like, oh my God, I wish, like, if I knew that you were a college counselor, I probably would have gone to my college counselors, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So our next tip is to start a meditation or mindfulness practice. And again, we've got an episode on the mental health benefits of meditation. That's episode 37. Yeah.
0: And actually I will say that I started meditating my senior year of college because I was having horrible panic attacks and anxiety yeah that's when that's i've when I be- begun to. doing this and so and i've kept it up five years this whole t- i'll yeah. keep it up till the day i go into the ground yeah same so. same with me um the last piece of advice we have beyond the episode we have on managing anxiety is to talk to friends Um, most students are experiencing the same thing and may feel relieved when you express how you're feeling um i actually had a friend of mine who was also experiencing panic attacks at the same time because of pre-graduation anxiety and she opened up to me which allowed me to open up to her and it was just you know this kind of snowball it's like wow we're all going through this it doesn't yes senior year is supposed to be the best year of college but also it's scary yes and i think
1: It's crazy to think of how much pressure is put on, like, college and high school graduates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's like, oh, you have to figure everything out, and you're, like, 18 and 21 or something. It's crazy. So, speaking of pressure. Yeah. There's that added pressure of getting a a job. job. Ugh, yeah. So, our first tip for this is to ask for help. Those of you that are still in college should not give up so easily when hearing of friends or former classmates who have yet to find a job after graduation. Students should talk to advisors now and make sure that they are doing everything they can to get the most out of the opportunities available to them. Students should also make an effort to visit their school's career services office for advice and help. And yes, getting the needed experience is important, but making sure that one's resume and cover letter are structured is one of those steps to making sure that the job you want is not out
0: of reach. Yes. and career offices will do like passes on your resume your cover letters like they'll look at it for you like USC Annenberg had like a template that they you know offered to us so that we knew how to like you know yeah do how to put it all together yes it's a whole thing
1: the other thing is you don't have to find your dream job right, right out of college oh yeah. my god half the time right out you're like what am i (laughs) who am i i don't even know you like you might not even know what your dream job is anyways you're still growing and your priorities will change but do look for something exciting
0: and worthwhile and put your degree to good use you know what i just saw a tiktok that said the average person will have seven careers or different jobs in their (gasps) lifetime so if that relieves some pressure to you it did for me it's like the first thing you had like 12. Yeah. <laughs> well still it's good to know there's still more to come and it's like yeah, if you get out of college and you don't find that like, oh my god, this is my absolute dream job, like it it could you might not know what it is and also you have so many more lives to live.
1: Yes. You know there what I mean? There's one person I know, literally one, who from kindergarten has said, "I want to be a lawyer."
0: Yeah, and now is a lawyer. Like that's like Kenzie though, with the doctor thing yes. who just graduated. Like she's always gonna be. Med- she, she was always gonna be a doctor. <laughs>
1: yes, but it's like you have like one friend out of like how you know thirty whatever. Yeah, so don't feel that pressure to just have it figured out.
0: Yeah. Um. Something that I really um didn't know was going to be important to me when I was looking for a job out of college was office culture. Mm -hmm. That is something that I hear my friends complain about the most in their jobs. My friends Mm -hmm. that dislike their jobs always talk about office culture, right? Uh And so I don't think people know to prioritize that when they're looking for jobs because it does make up whether or not you're going to enjoy being there, enjoy working there. And I was super, super lucky because um, I would say I got at the time... It was my dream job when I graduated. I moved to New York. I worked in an advertising agency. Like the
1: most fun one. It was
0: the most. They had a bar. They had multiple bars. They had like live music. They had happy hours. They had game. Like it was, it wasn't even, I don't even know if it was work. It was insane. And, <sighs> and it was so important. And it made the whole experience of like getting a job out of college, like fun. Yes. Oh, if they could only all be
1: like that. Yes.
0: And also I think to go back, what you're saying about like us, not knowing what our dream job is, I think it's okay to still not know what you want to do. I have a great example. My friend Rachel, she's an absolute super genius. She got this amazing job in finance. That's what her degree was in. I think it was in accounting. She was making amazing money, but then she got there and she was like, "Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. This is not for me." And she said, "I want to be a doctor." And to think that she's already went through four years of school, she's been out of school for two years. You have again, if you want to be a doctor, you have to start. From around us, yes. She said, "I don't care." And so she went to a two-year like a- accelerated program, got all her pre-med These requirements out here. Okay. And now she, now she's going to. Is it Columbia? No, I think her boyfriend just got into Columbia. She's going to what's the other one with the C? Ivy League. Oh, it's on the tip of my. You know what tongue. talking about? It's not Columbia, but it's. Oh, it's in New York too. Yes. God,
1: it's right. You Some, know what I'm talking about? Somebody in their car is screaming it right now. I do, and I can't. I can't say it's what it the is. other
0: one with the C, and it's in New York as well. But anyway, so she's going to Ivy League school for med school. I keep wanting to say Colgate. I like, was. I know. I keep wanting to, to say it's Colgate. not Colgate. No, it's it's gonna hit me in twenty minutes. Okay, but anyway, Rachel, I'm <laughs> proud of you, even though um I can't tell you where we're going. Yes. <sighs> Point being is, it's never too like to start your dream career if uh-huh. you want to.
1: Yeah. Our final tip for this getting a job thing
0: is to find
1: a career mentor. Reach out to men or women in the field that you are interested in and ask for an introduction, Zoom, or coffee. It's not a job interview, but more of a mentorship. Successful people love helping young people. We've seen it even just in this podcast. And see if you can ask how they got to where they are today. And that has been something that I think about all the time actually my my college job was like i spray tanned people yeah like literally spray tanned people with a like a machine Mm
0: -hmm.
1: my boss kind of was like my mentor and so many things that i learned from her i've taken into my business Mm -hmm. you know and then out girls will dm me and ask me for advice on their business and it's like it just keeps going down you know
0: yeah you're you're spreading the love yeah spreading the love Okay, so that covers the job aspect, but also you have a big living change when you graduate (sighs) college. Yeah. And a lot of
1: people end up moving back home. And there's no shame in moving back home after college while you figure out your next step. In fact, you know, we like facts here. Mm -hmm. According to a 2020 Pew Research Center study. Sorry. In fact, according to a 2020 Pew Research Center study, 54% of college students move back home instead of renting post-graduation. It's very financially responsible, actually. It is. It really is. My hot tip on this one... (laughs) i moved home after college (laughs) establish clear cut ground rules with your parents so will you be paying them rent if not do they have certain expectations of you like are you living there in exchange for yard work or helping them around the house in a specific way you really want to make sure you have a clear understanding to avoid any sort of conflict or resentment there and because you're going to be living with your parents again maybe for the first time since high school and now you're an adult we recommend setting up a therapy, awesome therapy with, <laughs> yes it will help you navigate your adult relationship with your parents or parent. Yes.
0: And they're extremely helpful. Very, very helpful. But if you're not moving in with your parents or moving back home, you might be moving away. Moving mm-hmm. away from your friends, from this routine, like that's what we you said. Did. I, that's what I did. I moved to New York at the end of the summer after I graduated, and it was hard because people are going their own different ways. I had a lot of friends go to San Francisco, a lot of friends stay in LA, some went to New York, um, some went to Chicago. And it can be really sad because you're losing this kind of close group that you have. But luckily, we have FaceTime, we have Zoom. They're great ways to keep in touch with friends that move away. Also, I really highly recommend to plan a trip with the friends if you can. Yeah. We did a big trip to Thailand with all of my close girlfriends, and it was ratchet, but it was <laughs> so fun. And we have this memory now, kind of this final memory, because now that we're all adults, our schedules are all over the place. It's so hard to get all like 10 of us us together again and so it was like I feel like planning a trip while you have some time this summer with some of these close friends that you might not see every day would be a great way to handle moving away
1: yeah I was also just thinking how crazy it would have been in like the 80s how much more sad that was like I'll uh, write you a letter yeah I'll I'll call you
0: my mom said when email came out this is I know she was like this isn't gonna catch on who wouldn't want to write somebody a letter Oh, she literally God. thought email was like, this like, thing, this will never catch on. This will never catch when on. When you can write a letter to someone, why would I email you?
1: Oh <laughs> my God. That's so funny. <laughs> so our next thing in terms of our living situations is getting your own place. And we have a great episode on this, on how to choose between living alone or living with roommates, episode six. Yes. A plug there. But for example, if you're moving to a major city like New York, you'll probably want roommates. Because y'all it's know it's expensive. It's as fuck. very expensive. Um, if you're staying
0: in a small city or somewhere affordable, this might be a time to live on your own. Yeah, check out episode six if you're kind of trying to figure it out. Yeah. And we really break it down. we got a in lot, lot of hot <laughs> tips in there. Another thing that's changing a lot as you're entering this new phase in your life is your relationships. And again, I'm saying you're losing this close circle of friends and you're gonna have to maybe make new friends. And something that we learned is that making new friends is hard, especially in adulthood, because everyone is so busy and it can really be scary but just remember that a lot of people are in your exact same situation and if you get along really well with someone at work invite them to a happy hour or lunch on the weekend promise that they're hoping to make friends too Mm -hmm. so think back to when you first got to college and how to kind of put yourself out there a little bit more um it's it's really the same thing but now this is the real world and also i will say i think a lot of people get really close with their work friends yeah adulthood. And so know that's kind of your tribe when you get to your first day of work, be like, okay, who's, who are my people here?
1: Oh, that's so funny because, so I guess this never ends because Corinne and I are far removed from graduating, obviously. Yes. And we have developed some work friends through this podcast and yeah. other things. And we were like, we would love to hang out with them. And
0: we were like, okay, like, mean they want to be friends with us we gotta ask them we have to like but you really you have to like ask them out on a date essentially it's like hey you are free this evening to have drinks with me yes
1: and then it's also like like you said the scheduling it's like okay so we will see each other in In a month and a half yeah (laughs) so anyways socializing is an Effort. Gone are those days of the Thursday through Sunday party rotation, and now things might look a little more like a 5 p.m. happy hour on a Friday situation. Mm -hmm. But honestly, that happy hour becomes more and more enjoyable as you begin to cherish the socialization moments more. And the key is to make an effort to keep up with the socializing so as not to feel isolated and alone during the times of transition. So you kind of have to force, like you said, when you first get to college, you kind of have to force yourself, like, to come out of the shell a little bit.
0: Yeah. And- really
1: go to that 5pm happy hour with all your coworkers that you don't really know yet and you're like oh god yeah do it
0: yes absolutely do it another relationship that's really changing at this time also is romantic relationships if you're in you know a relationship in college or in high school maybe you're moving away moving to different cities got jobs in different places or maybe you're moving together as well i actually my my college boyfriend and i both moved to new york just, we just have you both got jobs there. We both got jobs yeah. there, but but you know, relationships are also sacrificed, and, and you might be at a point where you're willing to give a little bit, and maybe you're gonna move to the city that your significant other is got a job in, mm-hmm. or you're gonna try long distance. I also did long distance with my college boyfriend as well. Either way, you kind of need to reestablish boundaries, and I think this is also a good time to talk about where is this going. Yeah. What is that our big goal chat. here? So yeah, it's really important to reestablish boundaries like, you know, maybe not texting during work hours and like, you know, in class you're just texting you're just each texting other. under the... Ta- <laughs> or you're
1: on iMessage, like on your computer.
0: Yeah, like 24-7 and just kind of knowing what they're going to be, what their work life is like and what yours is like. And then again, like I said, I think it's really important to start figuring out what the long-term goals in the relationship are. I think in college you can kind of get away with like, we're never going to talk about like, we'll start talking about marriage or whatever, but like, I feel like now's the time to start like five years what are you thinking we're gonna be doing or like Mm -hmm. where is this headed even after high school too i had a high school boyfriend as well and and i was like are we gonna get married no so why am i dating you (laughs) no peace out for college (laughs)
1: yeah i mean these big life transitions they're the things that force you to be like you have to reevaluate everything yeah it's like
0: like, does this fit in my life and where is this going and is it actually beneficial yes
1: Yes, exactly. So in a way, these kind of scary anxiety-inducing times are the ones that you to your best
0: and they propel you into your next the your next, next phase evolution of yes. yourself and a final tip that i personally have this is a book that really helped me during my tw- i'm still in my 20s but like graduating college and not really knowing what to do next it's called the defining decade it's by meg j and it goes through your 20s work finding your purpose, relationships like this. It actually has a map in there as to like compatibility and things oh, wow. that are really important. And it's, she's a therapist. so She's taken all of her clients in this age 20s and like all their experiences and put it into a book. Oh it is God. so powerful. I think a lot of kids get it as grad gifts, but if you haven't read The Defining Decade It's about your 20s and I got to read it. You should totally read it. I had never heard it.
1: I was like, what is this? Whatever this is, I need to read it. And whenever our special friend with the mustache emails us because he's listening to this. We're going to get
0: out that compatibility chart. We're going to get that
1: compatibility chart out. And then we will update our listeners on how it goes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, that is our You Graduated, Now What episode. And we hope you feel less pressure surrounding your graduation, understand the roller coaster ride of emotions that may arise at this time, and feel confident to move forward into this exciting new. Chapter Chapter. and there's so much to look forward to. Yes. I prom so
1: we kind of had opposite things. We're like, I fucking hated college. Oh yeah. I loved my college. She loved. I was like, get me out. The (laughs) minute I got there, I was like, get me out of here. So I did it. I graduated, got my degree the whole nine. But like definitely the years after have been the best of my life. Yeah. So I think for anyone though, really, it's like when you become your own person and all this stuff, it's just like it's great.
0: It's great. We're excited for you guys. Yes, we are. Okay, Natalie, should we circle back on this very interesting oh. aged wine? Okay, so I should
1: have prefaced at the very beginning. And I was going to, and then I forgot. I don't want to sound mean. Uh-oh. I have never had... This is like, might be sacrilege, because I live in Napa. Or like grew up in Napa. <clears throat> I have never liked a single sterling wine oh I don't even know what that is this this bin, this winery oh it's like famous yeah oh. it's like a big one. Oh, so th- yeah it doesn't do it for me in fact I think I took like half a sip of it okay
0: well let's introduce the hottie of the week because he should get his time and this is th- true we're gonna rate the wine one to our hottie of the week who is Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal right ultimate hottie I mean, it's insane that we haven't had him. I yet. know a Sagittarian king. Oh, he's Sagittarian. He's Sagittarius. Oh, he's here for a good time, not a long time. I
1: know. <laughs> I know. It, he just seems so sweet too.
0: Yeah. So he's our hottie. We're rating the Sterling wine. One to Jake Gyllenhaal, and I agree with you. That I, I tried like in the middle of the we were doing the episode, and I thought, oh, I'll take a little another little sip. I, I was like, oh do god, that. shit!
1: <laughs> I, I mean, saw it, like, you
0: take the it sip. It kind of like mm. stabs you in the throat. It's just. Did it turn? No. Oh. Are you sure? Yeah. Because it is old.
1: 2012 for a Pinot. Uh uh Holy
0: shit! I'm sorry, Sterling. I, you know what? I it's very bold, and like I could see like a like a wine connoisseur being like, "Oh, you don't understand the notes of this. Like it's da 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 da, cha cha." I don't think so. It <laughs> feels like you've been sucker punched. It's not in good. Face. <laughs>
1: Not good. I mean, I literally want to give it a one. It's not drinkable in my opinion.
0: Can I give it a one? I was gonna be. I would give it a. I would. Okay, you're giving if it I, a sympathy too. Okay, okay, okay listen. It, you're right. If I got this at a restaurant, Send I would back. say I. I actually really hate this.
1: And we never do that.
0: I okay, will we'll eat give it a garbage. one out of Jake
1: Gyllenhaal. It's. It doesn't. I'm sorry, rank. I'm sorry. I'm sure I know so many people that work at Sterling. Oh God. But we have we, to be honest. We have to be honest.
0: We are very it's not for we us We have never ever
1: lied about a rating on this show. No. So
0: we don't recommend the Sterling Pinot Noir. We really? It's don't nowhere close to Jake John Hawk. Uh-uh. Not, not at, at all. all. Alright, this is the time of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're playing Random Trivia, which Natalie never has to look up, and I always do, because (laughs) she has facts in her brain, apparently. I don't know why, I just do. You're so good at it. Okay, Nat, so Nat's going to give me a random trivia fact, and I'm going to do, I guess it should be called Random Facts, because trivia is when you ask a question and somebody has to answer it.
1: Well, I... yeah, I guess it's random facts. Yeah. It's just random But you facts. could use the fact for trivia.
0: Yes. We could do trivia where I ask you a question and <gasps> then I have the answer. We should do that. We should definitely do that. Yeah, but not
1: not now because not I now. have something else. Yeah. So you go first so then I know which
0: fact oh, I will you take out Oh, because you have so out many brain. in your brain? Okay. So actually I'll ask you in a trivia fashion. Okay. Do you know which English word has the most definitions? Honestly, fuck. <laughs>
1: right? You can use that for anything.
0: Well, yeah, a I verb, guess literal, a literal meanings of the word. Hmm. Okay. Fuck is your, I'll tell you. So according to Guinness world records, okay. set S E T has the largest numbers of meanings of any word in the English language with 430 different senses listed in the 1989 edition of the second edition of the Oxford English Dictionary, the word sets. Oh, this is a pun. <laughs> the word sets the record with an entry running 60,000 words or 326,000 characters, and no other English word has come close. Wow, Sen. set. Set. So I guess a like. Set of cups, set. Game, set, match set it down it has 430 of them. I can only them. think of three set yeah like a set of stuff set it down set i don't know i guess i could look up more right? i can't think
1: of i any can't think others. of anything
0: um set set definitions to put lay down to be situated or fixed in a specific place oh like set up represent i got set up um as happening at a specific time, like a set, like a movie set. Oh, a set. Mm-hmm. Um, sailing, I guess, put a sail up, also means to set the sail. The sun is setting. Sun is setting. It's going down. Adjust a clock. Set the clock. To set the clock. Um. Damn. Harden into a solid or semi-solid se- Oh, like to set. Um, oh, it sets up. Like, yeah, it sets. Like a like, jello. Yeah. Set. It has to set. Oh, wow that's fascinating, fascinating. To sit obviously um oh develop into or produce fruit huh set pr- that's i guess to set fruit interesting that's a bunch wow that there's is a, a lot there's actually a lot on here that is a
1: great trivia fact oh wow. yeah that would that would be in like
0: a trivia thing
1: yes definitely now i'm gonna go home and be like thinking of all the ways set works
0: Okay, so hmm, I don't have
1: any about, like, words. It's random. It's random. random. Okay, here's a random one. Here's a random one that really blows my goddamn mind. Do you know that we have actually no idea what T-Rexes look like? It's always dinos with you. Really? (laughs) Is it always dinos? You love dinos. I do love dinos. I could do a King Tut one. No, 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 no. no. Okay. I love this one. So I recently found out. Well, maybe not recently, I don't know when. We have never found
0: a complete T Rex. Skeleton? Yeah. Oh, we're always piecing it together from different ones? Yes. So we actually
1: don't know. Like the majority we don't know. So the whole thing where it has these tiny arms and this long ass we We have no idea.
0: Yeah, it probably didn't look like that. But
1: I have a theory.
0: I have a theory. they walk they're walking among us? No.
1: (laughs) The lizard people. No, I think that that's where we get dragons from. So I think that maybe at some point they had wings and maybe they could fly. And maybe that's how, like, we have this image of dragons.
0: I can see that totally. Because, like, a ton of, di- I mean,
1: birds are literally dinosaurs. Yeah. They could fly. Alligators. And we don't know if T Rex is. We've never Maybe found a, those little
0: arms were little wings.
1: Exactly. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know if those little arms went on their back. We don't know. We've never found a complete oh, skeleton. Oh, I feel lied to I from know. my childhood. And like, for the most part, they only find like 20%.
0: They oh. are pieced together. And it's like, we guess this is it. Yeah, well, you go to like the Natural History Museum. There's always that huge T-Rex in the middle. Oh, it's just, they just made glued up. They just made that shit up pretty much. It's their best educated guess. I mean, yeah, it's probably semi. It has to be semi close. Semi close. But still, we don't really know. Wow. I feel lied to. I know. Wow, I feel lied to. Okay, well that was our random fact. We've decided mm-hmm. it's random facts, but we will now do it in trivia style from now on. Yeah. Um <laughs> But if you guys have any life questions that you guys want us to do research on and answer you can feel free to dm us at am i doing this right pod or you can email us at am i doing this right pod at gmail.com or just email us to tell us how much you love the episode what you liked about it we'd love to hear from you. yes
1: we would love to hear from you and also we would love to hear from you via rating and reviewing. Yes. And we this have is a very, this is very
0: exciting. This is an opportunity for you guys to interact with us. Yes.
1: So we've decided that we are going to choose a random rater slash reviewer.
0: Mm-hmm. You've got
1: to do both. You got to do the stars and you got to write the little thing. We're going to choose a random person and they are going to get a candle. A candle from
0: my brand. Yeah. So Natalie, I don't know if we never talked, about, talk about it, but Natalie has a an incredible brand. It's like a jewelry brand. It's an art brand, but, a, and also a fragrance, fragrance. brand kind of all kinds of things. And she has these amazing, like these candles, I, I cannot, I always have one in stock. Like I, I never, too. I can't be Obviously. without one. They smell so good. And so we're going to give it to one of you guys, but you have to rate and review and we will in the coming episodes announce who wins but you have to be a new rater and a new reviewer so you can do that by swiping up in the app if you're on apple podcasts and you can rate and review there or spotify as well or wherever you're listening right now give us a rate and review and we you might want a candle
1: Yeah, you might want a candle you might
0: want a candle so listen for your name for your little handle yes because it could be you it could be you what if what if your man <gasps>
1: His screen winning. name
0: is Mustache Man WeHo. Yeah, and it and then, then then it's re. It could be him. Could
1: be him. Wow. Because he
0: could be anyone.
1: He could <laughs> be literally anybody.
0: Wow. Where to tie it all in? If you're
1: listening, get ready for my candle.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll be back next week with another episode, and we love you guys so much. Bye.